I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspence Radio, if your life goal is to climb Mount Everest and then you climb Mount Everest, what is the thought you're having when you're on top of Mount Everest? Is it just like, yeah, this is all right? Because like... Whatevs. Hey everyone, just letting you know that our live show is tonight. So if you haven't got your tickets and you're wanting to come, you can purchase them through the link in the show notes or at the door. Also, we've launched our video-only YouTube channel, Sans Pants Cinemascope. Right now you can watch a Let's Play of Never Alone, and in the upcoming weeks and months we'll be throwing up even more content. We hope. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need pitching. This week, my Harry Potter movie. Alright, before I start off, I want to know everyone's houses, because this is kind of relevant As to my pitch. As per Pottermore, or like where we want no, to be? No, no, Pottermore, mate. None of this where we'd want to be, okay. shit. Okay, I'm clarifying, <laughs> fuck's sake. Wait, do you no, that's good. have something I want different? Both. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Get- not what you wanted. No, no, I, I am very happy where I am. <laughs> Fuck you, Griffin. See, I'm happy where I am, and it reflects what I think I would be. So I'm both. Are you a Slytherin? No. <laughs> He's we're, a Hufflepuff. We're, fuck you. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw. That doesn't really make sense because they're known for what? Intelligence. <laughs> that sort of thing. Sort of had, had a day um, off. Can I, just say, can I just say, I thought I would get like Slytherin that, yeah. or Hufflepuff, but yeah. on the actual quiz, I got Ravenclaw, so I've just, I've just taken now, it. Now, are we going Pottermore or are we going like the one where you type it into Google and someone's just No, not the, the shit Google. No, no, Sean. We're okay, not taking your bullshit, uh, shit, dodgy shit Google, one. Shit Google um, Gryffindor. Your back alley exciting. <laughs> yeah. um, how, how dodgy was that? So we've challenged him to work out where he was, and he's posted this bullshit fucking... At least I'm not having a bar of that. No, I'll tell you what it is. Someone's gone and got all available questions from the Pottermore quiz yep. and just done it as on like a different website. Because if you go to Pottermore, because guys, if you've done it a bunch of times like I have, <laughs> you've got to come up with a new email address every time. <laughs> and I can't keep making email addresses. I'm running out of you know password ideas. Uh, uh, Sean James, come to you at gmail.com. <laughs> It's already taken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gabe owns that one. <laughs> um, no, okay, okay. So, so Pottermore officially, I got. Um, I did it a bunch of times. I normally got like a hat stall between Slytherin and Hufflepuff, and I got Slytherin and Hufflepuff separately on a few occasions. So you know, I, whatever. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take you again. Yeah. Um, well, I also got a hat stall, but Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. And so I chose, you get to choose when you're a hat stall. So I chose a Gryffindor. Yeah. Nothing brave about choosing <laughs> Gryffindor. Um, yeah, yeah, real brave would be like, nah, fuck it, I'm going Slytherin. Yeah, I, I like the idea of being Slytherin I didn't and have like to, uh... being a good one. The challenge behind well, being... Yeah. The thing about Slytherin is they're not evil. So 
Okay, I'm coming to the defense of Slytherins because my girlfriend is a Slytherin. <laughs> so you need to justify it to no, yourself. No, no, but Slytherins aren't bad. They're just ambitious. Yeah. yeah. And so the problem is that when you're evil... Well, that's not me. What? Connie, you do have the soul of a Hufflepuff. <laughs> You do. Also, Gabe, I don't Gabe, Gabe, you look a little like a badger. Gabe well, likes so. to tell me that if I was in Star Wars and I was a Jedi, my lightsaber would be, be yellow. yellow. <laughs> so, it's so wood. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I, I didn't actually have to be brave and choose. I had to, you know, it was thrust upon me because I am uh, <laughs> born and bred Gryffindor yeah. all the way. Spoken like an absolute douche Gryffindor over here, hey. Did the hat not even touch your head? It was just Gryffindor. Because I'm away. just so fucking minority houses over here. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, good luck getting a job after Hogwarts, guys. Um, <laughs> hang on. I'll get a job, he won't. No, that's, that's fine. No, I'll be a failed aura and then become a herbology professor. It's fine. Yeah. And I mean, I'll do whatever you, you Luna can't call Longbottom a failed aura. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrific aura. Did he fail? Going through time? He killed Wait, the no. snake. That's a great loot. <laughs> that is a career peak. He pulled a sword out of a hat. Which means he's a true Gryffindor. And cut its head off. See, I could pull a sword out of a hat. You got a hat? <laughs> Sword. Right out of I've it. got a slipper. Uh, what can you do with that? Oh, <laughs> pull a butter knife. We can't do that. We can't <laughs> do that on that. camping oh, okay. knives. So, well, well, why do you want this, to know our houses? Okay, so this is all. This is all good because. Why are you manipulating yeah. our emotions? <laughs> yeah. Why are you fostering discontent? My film was kind of all about the houses and, like, specifically, maybe not being happy in the house cool. you've been. been so like given. the plot of the cursed child. Yeah. <clears throat> At least this is already <laughs> being done. Okay. Yeah, but I'm going to improve on it. So do we begin with a time turner? No, there is no um, time-related activities in this. What period is this set in? Um, I'm actually setting it, it is post-Harry Potter. Okay, cool. But it's not that relevant. None of the, like, original characters are involved. Okay. Well, um, the teachers? Uh, One teacher, but it's only, like, a little cameo. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so... so Sometime after. Oh, so is it ages after then? Like... Yeah, Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so Scary. I've titled at the moment called Wannabes. My alternative cool. title was Sex, Magic, and Rock and Roll, but I thought it doesn't. <laughs> I don't quite deliver on all those three elements, so I went so with Wannabes. No <laughs> I can just imagine seeing that title though in the Harry Potter font, yeah. Yeah. as as coming out of like storm clouds. Yeah. And <laughs> J.K. Rowling's like, mm, all right, do it. That can be like the little. In smaller font underneath. <laughs> That's the tagline. Yeah, yeah. So it's called wannabes, and then it's like sex, sex magic, magic, and rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, high <clears> school <throat> is always full of cliques, but nowhere is it more evident than in Hogwarts, where you know they literally divide students into four strict groups and actively encourage competition between them. It's a little bit fucked up when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, so it would yeah, be weird, except you know, then you remember that they once held a tournament where students uh, fought for their lives, and people watched it for entertainment. Yeah. And then, were, were they ever in danger though? Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, students Dragons. had died before. That's why it got stopped. And then they're yeah, like, oh, let's they bring it that. back. <laughs> and then the first task, Tom, fire breathing dragons. I thought yeah. it was like, it was just like, if at any time shit went bad, they were okay. Yeah. I didn't realize people had no, died. People had died. Doing this yeah. while they people had died in the old ones, but in the one they brought back, there was Obviously. always something like, yeah, no one's actually going to get hurt. They had that in the second task when they all get left in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, there was that. And they was all like, oh no, they're, they'll drown. And then Hermione's like, no, no you idiot. The, really the time runs idea. out, they just rescue us. Oh, that was fine. when Hermione was smart before she became Minister of Magic and did stupid stuff at the time turner. But how would they have saved them from dragon fire, for instance? You know what I mean? Like, so that dragon stopped. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, it's tight. Oi, oi, dragon! Yeah. What? Cut it out. <laughs> sorry, you're being a shit bloke, dragon. Oh, <laughs> fuck off, mate. I didn't realize. That's blown my mind. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So at the top of the social ladder are the Gryffindors. You know, confident, brave, unfounded egos. 
They're the jocks of the school. What? Hey, 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 hey. Oh. I am not athletic <laughs> at all. Not a jock. Well, you're a shit Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Z-grade Gryffindor. Uh, so then you have, you know, Fuck Slytherins. Off. They're your, your emos and goths. Like, you know, they're so obsessed with death eaters and darkness. Um, <laughs> Ravenclaws are the nerds that are tolerated because yeah. you know, they, they might do your homework for you. Fuck yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> Jeez, mate. Won't be right, though. <laughs> <laughs> what did I pay for? I gave you 10 gallons. Gee, that's a lot. Idiot um, That's a shit like. <laughs> it's a vintage Hufflepuff move right there. Oh, that is like, what, 300 bucks or something? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a lot. The oh. currency is weird. Yeah, you're a canuss. Better be well-written fake information. <laughs> oh, it'd be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And the Hufflepuffs are... Yeah, so then you have Hufflepuffs, and you know Hufflepuffs are truly at the bottom rung of the ladder. <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, they're the poor, unfortunate <laughs> souls who don't even have the saving grace to be smart. They're... That's <laughs> 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 oh, so yeah, such a great description. That's yeah. So they're complete losers, and uh, this is where we find our protagonist. So, hey, uh, yeah. Sean Carney. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie is in her final year at Hogwarts, and has grown sick of the unflattering black and yellow of Hufflepuff. Um, they're just two colours that really should never have been stuck together. Uh, well, when... Richmond would be really upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing that well, though, are they? No, they're really... Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> they're ask that question pups. every year for yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so when Maddie's in the Great Hall, her eyes are always drawn towards the Gryffindor table. Red and gold. Now, that's a winning combination. Yeah, it is. At the table is Victoria, Gryffindor Quidditch captain and loved by all. Mm-hmm. Victoria is basically everything Maddie wishes she could be. Maddie would do anything to be accepted by Victoria and her Gryffindor crew. However, she's stuck with Sip instead. And Sip is patient, perpetually kind, and the loyal best friend of Maddie. Even if she senses that Maddie might dream of something better. Uh, Sip is also in Hufflepuff. I like her already. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. You, you know what? She's going to get a heartbreak and you can just feel that, can't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Christ. <laughs> well, Q, uh, I'm glad Sib you're staying has... in your lane, Carney. <laughs> Sib has her own dream, and that's Ollie Waters. Uh, he's a respectable, mouth-breathing Ravenclaw boy that always lets Sib <laughs> choose first from the Dragon High Gloves in Herbology class. It's obvious for those with 2020 vision that he has a massive crush on Sib. Uh, it's also obvious that he's a massive dork. Maddie does not approve. Yeah, right, that's fair. Um, I would say, like, think Alicia Silverstone in Clueless uh, when she won't let Brittany Murphy date the loser skater dude. I don't know if you guys are going to get this reference, yeah, no, no, but... I, do. I, do. I get it. Uh, if I'm you've seen any, it. like, I'm, teen I'm across, I'm the, across um, Clueless. I've seen the video by Avril Lavigne. I understand yeah, if that not, cool kids um, can't date skater boys. I do have a, this some visual references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. Love how helpful that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for the, for the people up. listening and not watching. I have a few visual references that just, like, add to it. Well, describe them for you. What just happened now, listeners, was... Uh, Elise picked up her laptop and spun it around to reveal, uh, I think it was a screen grab from, a Clueless. Screen grab from yeah. Clueless, which seemed to be pasted into a Word document. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, we'll tweet those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you please tweet yeah, okay, those? Okay, yeah, I will. Uh, so, you know, Maddie's trying to improve her reputation, not drag her down by being seen with Ollie and his high pants. So she does not like him. My pants are below my waist, just so uh, it's breakfast in the Great Hall and Sib is showing Maddie the brochures for the upcoming Herds and Nerds senior trip. And they've been talking about this trip since they bonded over their shared love of Mimulus Mimbletonia in the first year. But recently Maddie has been vague and distant any time Sib brings it up. Maddie hasn't told her yet, but she doesn't want to go anymore. She instead wants to go to a Quidditch training camp, just like Victoria, even though she's actually terrified of heights. <laughs> it's a small detail. Nice. Um, nice. The general clatter and chatter is suddenly silenced as if by magic. 
because it was, uh, when <laughs> Professor Joy stands up from the teacher's table. She's heard word that certain individuals, she glares at the Gryffindor table, are once again planning on throwing a party to celebrate the end of the year. She would like to remind the entire student body that get-togethers outside the designated common rooms are strictly forbidden and that any students caught out past curfew will be at the very least suspended and at worst expelled. She's a little killjoy. The Gryffindor table bursts into mischievous whispers. Victoria sits surrounded by a group, smug. Professor Joy has just made sure that everyone will be wanting to attend her party tonight. Backfired there, mm-hmm. old mate Joy. And Maddie is one of those people. She She's looks getting on a cut at the door. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's no way any Hufflepuffs will get an invite. It's a top secret party. I should party. think not. All right. Hogwarts is fucked, guys. Can I just say, <laughs> how so did fucking Cedric Diggory end up in Hufflepuff? Let's be honest here. Uh, because Hufflepuff's a great house with a noble history. And, and uh, he's of low breeding. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! Since when was there like a pure blood bastard in the Griffin? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just fucking Slytherin. <laughs> I'm just thinking that I should speak for the Slytherins because there are no Slytherins in the room. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah we need Gabe. Um, Hogwarts is fucked because if you're in a different house, how can you socialise with these other people? We did, did, really... In classes you can. Yeah, but that's class. <laughs> Plus, that's not you know, a problem uh, for Gryffindors because well, we, we don't need uh, anyone else. Outside <laughs> of class you can. You just can't do it after hours. Yeah, but where do you do it? Lunchtime. Out, yeah, outside, in the courtyard, at breakfast. Hogsmeade, breakfast. I don't like There's it. plenty of opportunities, just not in at night time. Night time's where it's all happening, mate. I don't like it. Plus, yeah, Hufflepuffs, scared of the dark. Can't do it. <laughs> That's legitimate. The dark is scary. <laughs> 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 and full of terrors. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Anyway. You want to know what, uh, what Gryffindors are scared of? <laughs> Nothing, because we're brave. So, guys, I didn't mean this to turn into, like, a dick measuring competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's pretty soon our place can do. Okay, so, yeah, so no invite, no entry. Uh, you know, literally, it's been spelled to expel <laughs> any unvi- uninvited guests. Uh, so Maddie and Sib wait to leave the Great Hall. Uh, Hufflepuff is always the last house to leave for some reason. Uh, when Ollie makes his way over to them. Great. Maddie looks around to make sure Victoria can't see them. Luckily, she's already left, naturally. Ollie gives an excited hi to Sib and a very nervous hello to Maddie. Sib blushes and smiles back. Uh, Ollie asks if they were thinking of going to SUC, which is S-U-C, which stands for Secret Undercover Celebration. Uh, the school organized <laughs> an all, it's an all-inclusive celebratory gathering, which is not really secret or undercover, but was given the name under the misguided attempt to make it seem cooler. It obviously didn't work. That is excellent. Sib goes to answer, but Maddie cuts her off. No, they will not be attending. Ollie says, good, because he was wondering if Sib and maybe Maddie wanted to go to the Gryffindor party. Maddie's like, yeah, sure. If you got an invite, we'll go with you. And then he you know, slowly pulls out his cloak to reveal a shining red gold A5 invite. It's a fuck. Yeah, like, what the fuck? He got one? And yeah, he got it for, you know, um, doing some of the privacy spells, helping out the Gryffindors. He snuck in an invite. Um, so, you know, uh, are they in? And Maddie's like, fuck. All right, we're in, obviously. So later that night, they meet at Suck to avoid suspicion from the professors. Maddie wears a tight red top with black jeans. Sib wears a bright knitted bunny pattern jumper. Uh, it was that or a yellow and black badger t-shirt, so she had to choose between the lesser of two eagles. <laughs> I'd love a badger t-shirt. You <laughs> would. Uh, suck was unsurprisingly really sucking. Quiet music, full of chaperones, and you couldn't even spike the punch. One student tried it the year before, and the punch ball punched him in the face. <laughs> that is such a Harry Potter thing to <laughs> happen. Uh, Ollie, in still two high pants, joins them and hands Sib a cup. 
Maddie looks at him. He hands her his own. Uh, Maddie gets right into command mode. They'll slip out one by one so as to go unnoticed and meet outside the party entrance. Sib and Ollie leave first, with Maddie trailing after them a few minutes later. The exit goes unseen by all but one, Professor Joy. Her eyes narrow. She's not going to let them get away. No student left behind. Um, another visual <laughs> cue is... Yes! <laughs> for those at home, it's uh, from Hunt for the Whittle People. Yeah. Uh, no child left behind. Oh, so right. just kind yes. of think her as a little can bit. I, can it be her? her? Yeah, can it be her? Bit. Can she yeah. be? Uh, we'll, we'll cast her. Yes. Yeah. Done. Done. Sort of. Have you thought about... I always get hung up on casting because it's how like, yeah. Have you thought about casting? Um, I've only thought about for who I wanted Maddie and it's probably Mate Whitman. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. I really like it. Uh, the rest, um, I'm open to suggestions so far, but I don't know. Sib is obviously someone like really lovely who can do the sweet, but you fall in love with. What age are away. we going for? Like, for um, like 17, 18. Okay. You could bring in Macy Williams. She's hot right now. So get Macy Williams for somebody, and who's a young? She'd be Victoria, lad. Macy Williams. You reckon? Yeah. No, Sophie, well, Sophie Turner, Turner would be a better Victoria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tall, she strapping. She's yeah. a bit like small well. and mousy. She'd be a good sense. So does that mean what's his name who plays Brandon Stark plays Ollie? Are we just using the whole Game of Thrones <laughs> cast? Game of Thrones yeah, cast. Yeah. Was good casting. Mm. <laughs> okay, so the yeah the, the party's outside the room of requirement because, you know, where else would you throw a party? Absolutely. Uh, the room's whole purpose is to cater to every every need. No setup, no takedown. Good. That would um, be sick. The room requirement actually is pretty – can it be too – like I'm using it for like oh, whatever, a meth lab and you want to use it for a painting. Can it be two things at once? No. No, I looked into this. Um, no, it can't. It has to be like if someone's in it, it can only be used for that and you can't get in. So the whole thing – because I was like, well, can you do that? And I looked up in Half-Blood Prince when Harry was trying to break in to figure out what Draco was doing. He could never get in, but there's a scene where Professor Trelawney got kicked out of the room requirement because she had thought of the right thing. She was trying to hide her drinking problem yeah. and hide away her sherry bottles. So she thought, like, I need a place to hide, which was what Draco had also wanted He'd the room for. Wanted to do that so room. it meant that yeah. she got into the room, but then he kicked her out as soon as she got in. So, yeah, unfortunately you can't use the room for multiple purposes. That's some good research. I use the Harry Potter wiki a lot for this. So <laughs> I it's imagine pretty it's sound. massive. The, the Harry Potter the room. wiki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would the room give them both the same hiding place? Because it's it's where they hide everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're asking if anyone's ever seen. I need to hide something. You go in that room. That's why it's full of shit. Full of shit. Yeah. And also, the and now the charred remains of I want to say crab, crab and not crab goyle. Yeah. It was one of them. I think it was crab that cocked it. They both don't both of them die in the room. Oh, in the book. Yeah. I feel like there's book. only one of them. One of them. Crab, because Crab's an I think crab. It's Crab. And then they cut that from the, the film because the actor that was playing Crab died. No, he didn't he die. die. No, 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 no. He uh, got he do- busted oh, for drug possession. For drug possession, oh, yeah. And then the other actor, who, the black guy who got, it was Blazer Beanie. I think he got stabbed. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if he died, but I, I know he got into a bar fight. Yeah, no, I thought he got done for oh. drugs and then stabbed later. No, no, so it's the two, anyone who's played that, Particular second henchman <laughs> yeah. for Draco Malfoy has yeah. had some bad luck. Oh, shit. All right, so they, um, Victoria opens the door and she looks at them, and Ollie quickly gives over his invite. She looks at it and she's like, okay, yeah. But then her, her hands stay out and she's just waiting for them, and they kind of look at each other confused, and she's like, Ugh. she sighs and uh, uses her wand to tap on the invite and reveals a, like a second 
message underneath. Shit. It says, uh, on condition of entry, must provide party essentials either in the form of booze or drugs. So <laughs> Victoria's like, well, where, where's your stuff? And Sip speaks up. She's like, uh, drugs, are, you, are they really necessary? And Victoria's like, mm, yeah, thought as much. So she begins to shut the door on them. Uh, and so Maddie lunges forward, desperately stops her. Uh, she's like, uh, what Sib meant to ask was, would it be okay enough if we just brought some fire whiskey? And Victoria's like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, yeah, what, what's your name again? And she's like, oh, my, my name's Maddie, uh, Maddie McAdden. That's just a name that I Googled and took a while to come up with. That's None of them else have last names, so okay. that's it. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, she's like, all right, I'll make an exception for you and your friends. <laughs> You know, I like your determination. Bring the fire whiskey and you can get in. Um, but you, know, you got to hurry because you don't want to be caught roaming the halls past curfew. So shuts the door. Maddie turns back to the group. They're not that convinced. You know, maybe they should just go back to the suck party. You know, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, they don't have anything that – where are they going to get fire whiskey from? And they don't want to break curfew. So they turn to go. That Then Maddie stops them. You know, Hold on. Is this really how they want to celebrate the end of school? Safe downstairs, eating lukewarm party pies and watching Bruce Boyle's pathetic attempts at the worm. <laughs> Bruce Boyle, great name <laughs> for <a> Hufflepuff. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't no, there's no pause needed there. You don't have to think about that. What kind of Ravenclaw are you? Been, he could have been a shit Slytherin. Mm. Does have yeah the Boyle? The Boyle. Yeah. They often have festy names. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard festy in ages. Good word, I. Yeah. <sighs> So this is the right. last chance to have a night, a night worth remembering, a night to look back on and think, Merlin's ba- baggy fucking pants. I'm glad we did that. <laughs> can that be? Can that be one of their catchphrases? <laughs> Merlin's baggy, baggy fucking, fucking pants. pants. <laughs> Ollie, like. <laughs> uh, uh, I want that on a t-shirt, please. Someone. Yeah. You know, so like they have to overcome a few obstacles. So what? Nothing good comes easy. But Maddie's willing to work for it. Are they? Hell's yeah. That <laughs> baggy fucking pants. We yeah, are, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, where are they going to get any of? Where are they going to get some fire whiskey? So, cut to uh, a large stone slab from the floor is slowly lifted and pushed aside as three sets of head cautiously pop over the top. Maddie can't believe it. She'd heard Gryffindors talk about this passage, but never had the guts to try it until now. The three look out onto the stockroom floors of Honeydukes. So this is what. Harry's old little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it doesn't really matter that you, they don't have the Marauders map because students would, you know, no, that stuff it. would yep. get passed down. Yeah. <laughs> Albus Severus would have told everybody because he had so many friends when he was at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. um, Sib's nervous. How are they going to get to the three broomsticks without being seen? Uh, but Maddie explains they're not. Uh, Ambrosius Flume, who owns uh, Honeydukes, actually runs a black market for werewolf moonshine. Everyone who's who knows that. That is the best thing I have ever heard <laughs> in my fucking life. So it's just like hillbilly werewolves, like chilling out in the middle of nowhere making their own grog. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh hillbilly werewolves. Oh. So oh, they climb good. out and they start searching, moving inside crates of chocolate frogs and peppermint imps until behind a batch of pumpkin juice they find it. Shiny gold cap bottles of werewolf moonshine. So they start passing it out to, to start moving. Maddie watches Sid place two galleons and a nut on the staircase. It's only right. You know, you can't, you know, 
She's a Hufflepuff. She's not going to yeah, steal. Absolutely. She's going to pay for something. Absolutely. Good. Moral. How, how did Maddie end up in Hufflepuff? No. She's a thief. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, then Loudfoot's thoughts are suddenly heard overhead and they freeze. Someone's coming down. They rush back into the secret hole just in time. Ambrosius is complaining loudly to his wife. These damn centaurs holding a monopoly on fluxweed just because they have the whole of the forbidden forest to grow it. His voice trails off as he notices the altered state of the cellar room. He calls up to his wife. They've had a break-in. Maddie pushes Ollie and Sib and they run back down through the passage. Starting the trek back, Sib hopes that Ambrosius and his wife found the money. Ollie pats her on the shoulder, letting his hand rest there a little too long. He's sure they did. It really was a nice thing to do. She's so kind. Sib blushes. Maddie notices, notices this interaction is not a fan. She pushes her way between them and calls for a toast. To taking risks, she raises her bottle. To taking chances, Ollie copies her, eyes looking to Sib. To friendship, Sib, <laughs> <laughs> Sib avoids Ollie's gaze. They crack the seals and take a chug. They immediately start coughing and spluttering, leaning against the wall. Holy hippogriff, Sib exclaims. <laughs> she um, yeah, obviously doesn't swear. No, so. <laughs> her, her swearing is going to be the best thing about this film, I have decided. Um, <laughs> Holy hippogriff. Yeah, and Maddie agrees. That is some great A strong shit. Uh, uh, Ollie asks if it's just them or is the floor moving? Maddie looks down at the padded down earth and is shocked to see that it's indeed moving. Or more accurately, something is moving in it. Um, guys, Sim po- points to the wall where numerous lines of earth were running up and down, like just moving everywhere. The three slowly form a circle in the centre, back to back, trying to keep a track of the increasing mounds of earth encircling them. They all reach for their wands. From the ceiling, a puff of dirt rains down on them, and out of the hole comes a large protruding nose on a black fairy body, a Niffler. It jumps down, and before any of them can react, snatches the gold cap bottle straight out of Ollie's hands and buries back down into the ground. <laughs> Sib is first to catch on. They're attracted to shiny stuff. They're after the bottles. Maddie fires a confundus charm at another Niffler that pops beside them. It falls to the ground, dazed. Protect the moonshine at all costs. <laughs> they start to run, casting Confundus charms left, right, and center, but there's too many. The ground is literally heaving. Ollie trips, the bottle smashing. It is immediately seized by three fighting nifflers. He pulls himself up and keeps running. Sip points. The tunnel entrance is visible. They just need to make it to the safety of stone walls. From both sides of the tunnel, two nifflers jump through and lunge onto Sib. She screams as they scurry over her, looking for the hidden bottles. Maddie shouts for her, but Ollie comes from behind and starts casting them off. Maddie looks at her, the down at her bottle, then at the tantalizing close entrance. She takes a breath and starts running again for the entrance. The last bottle is gripped tightly in her sweaty hands when from below a niffler launches itself at her. It attaches itself to the bottle, but Maddie's not giving it up. She shakes her hand, but the niffler clings on for dear life. She starts swinging her arm in bigger and bigger circles, all the while still running haphazardly to salvation. Just as she's about to dislodge the creature, she reaches the stone steps of the entrance and trips. (laughs) In slow motion, the Niffler swings free of her arm, followed by the werewolf moonshine. Together, they both attempt to reach out for the bottle, but it's too late. The furball hits the wall moments before the moonshine. 
the glass shatters along with Maddie's hopes of getting into the party. Um, and there's nah, also, she banded her friends. She's not fucking getting into that party. This is just a reference point from if anyone remembers the scene from Superbad when uh, <laughs> Michael Zara dives for Gold Slick on yeah. the bus. <laughs> it's that heartbreaking moment. Uh, I like that there are visual aids. Mm. You guys need to lift your game. More visual aids, please. <laughs> Hey, where were your visual aids and your Quidditch pitch, mate? Did I need them? Actually, I don't know. I didn't have any because I can't use the photos of the team because they're copyright protected. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Got you there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> asked you. Mate, I'm a Slytherin. Is, is Wheel of Moonshine basically gold slick? Is it? Got gold flakes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, yeah, that makes more sense. I was trying to like, that's why I said that they're in a gold cap bottle because yeah. I was like, well, the Nifflers go after shiny stuff. But maybe they have gold flakes in it. For some reason, because it really works. Because they should be trashy as fuck. <laughs> but it couldn't be silver, obviously, because no. then <laughs> that would be poison. Correct. Oh, I can't. I can't express how much I adore well with Moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> so Maddie, I'm Team Niffler to be honest, because I don't like Maddie. She's Niffler's a really, a, she's she's a really no cute. Sib. No, she's no Sib. Sib's got holy hippogriff. She's a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> Language. So, Maddie is still holding the empty shards when Ollie and Sib catch up with her. Ollie is supporting Sib, who carries an ugly red cut across her cheek. Oh. Maddie gestures to the broken glass. Those badger wannabes took it. They got them all. <laughs> now what are they going to do? <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did you put nifflers in there so you could use the line badger wannabes? <laughs> no, actually, I came up with that afterwards. It's <laughs> fucking great. Oh, it also works so well because of the Hufflepuffs. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, they're, and they're Hufflepuff wannabes. Uh, yeah. Oh. Whew. So, yeah, uh, those badger wannabes took it. They got them all. Now what are they going to do? Where were you, Sib asks. And for the first time, there's a tinge of anger in her voice. She sits down on the stairs as Ollie examines her. He points his wand at the cut and mumbles, a pisky, leaving only a pink fate, uh, fade behind. Maddie, is that a real spell? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is. Cool. Done research. Awesome. Wikipedia. Uh, Maddie apologises, trying to shake off her guilt. She saw Ollie helping her, knew she would be okay in his capable hands. It annoys her to compliment him, but she swallows it. (laughs) Maddie steps through the concealed entrance back out in the hallway. Besides, she was just doing it for all of them so they could all still get into the party. Maddie shrugs. Not that it matters now anymore. Uh, Sib, ever the peacemaker, pushes aside her moment of anger to be there for Maddie. And then Maddie pushes her back into the hidden passage. Professor Joy, greets Maddie a little too warmly. Uh, the two have never gone along since a small misreading caused Maddie's cauldron to explode and burn off Professor Joy's eyebrows in her third year. <laughs> when she helpfully tried to point out that at least her mole hair got singed off, she was punished <laughs> with a month's detention. <laughs> uh, Professor Joy has had her peg- pegged as a troublemaker ever since. Professor Joy wants to know why Maddie is out, he- out on her own when the curfew is nearly about to start. Not trying to find any secret gathering, is she? Maddie shakes her head. Never. She was just coming back from the greenhouse. Uh, The venomous tentacular needs careful watching. Fortunately, Maddie's dishevelled hair and grubby face supports the statement. Professor Joy nods reluctantly. She supposes Maddie must be telling the truth because, as far-fetched as her story may seem, it's more believable than Maddie actually being invited to the party of the year. (laughs) Does she actually say that to her? Oh, yeah, no, she says that. (laughs) Uh, before departing, she warns Maddie from staying up past curfew. There's a few hidden surprises. Is Professor Joy Tilda Swinton? Oh. Ooh. Yes. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just hearing her deliver that line would be like... Just oh, cut you I mean, pieces. we want her to be stern, not horrifying. I don't know if we can go with Tilda. Who's your yeah. go, though? Swinton's good, I think. Swinton's good. But yeah. we already decided on Hunt for the Wilder People last. That's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, when the coast is clear, Ollie and Sib climb back out. Sib looks at her watch. They better get moving if they want to be in the common rooms by curfew. Maddie asks if she's joking. They don't have any um, – Sib looks to Ollie for support. They don't have any alcohol and they're about to break curfew. What else can they do? Cut to. No, no way. It's called forbidden for a reason. <laughs> Maddie, Sib, and Ollie are tiny figures as they stare into the dark abyss that is the forbidden forest. Sib concurs with Ollie. It does not give off uh, welcoming vibes. Maddie tries to convince them. She doesn't want to go in there, but it's their only option. Ollie wants to know what makes us so sure there are drugs in the forest. Uh, Ambrosius is the one source. Why do you think no one can ever understand a word of what centaurs say? And they're always gazing off at the stars. It's because they're <laughs> hardcore tripping balls. Yes. Werewolves <laughs> make alcohol and centaurs are potheads. Ollie goes to protest but stops himself. It makes sense. <laughs> And then Sib backs her up. Um, they've only gone to the edge of the Forbidden Forest in their advanced herbology class, but Professor Longbottom did say that there were rare and potent flowers further in, which the centaurs grew for their own divinational rituals. <laughs> so all they need to do is find the centaur camp, quickly pluck one or two flowers, and then they're on their merry way. Uh, Maddie projects an air of confidence that she doesn't actually believe. It's up to her to make the first move. The others will follow after. Maddie gulps as she tries to peer past the foreboding branches. Sib gently tells her that it's okay to be scared. Maddie's back arches. She's not scared. And then quietly to herself, Gryffindors aren't scared. It's true. Do you know what? Didn't like her. Now I do. That, that, for me. Does it? Not you. You got this heart of stone. <laughs> you're Team Sybil. Obviously. I get, I, I feel a little bit of, yeah. there's something there. Yeah. So she strains her shoulders, murmurs, Lumos. <laughs> he just gave me the in. bird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes a grass, Sean. Mm. <laughs> they start walking in. They continue to walk further and further into the Forbidden Forest. But besides some poison ivy, no luck. There's rustling in the leaves. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Does it make them all stop for a second, but nothing happens? They breathe a sigh of relief and Maddie pushes on. Sid suggests maybe they stop for a bit. There's a clearing just up ahead. Maddie reluctantly agrees. It opens on to a cliff with a drop Maddie doesn't want to look at because, once again, she is terrified of heights. The taker rests on a crop of rocks. Sib hesitantly wonders if they should turn back. Maddie dismisses the idea straight away. Ollie whispers something to Sib. She tries again. It's late, they're tired, they should return while they still can. Maddie narrows her eyes at Ollie. They're not going back until they've found the centaur garden. Normally one to hold a tongue for the cohesion of the group, this time Sib speaks up. She wants to go back. They've definitely missed curfew and if they're caught out, they could be suspended, meaning they would miss their herbology trip. Maddie tells her if she's so worried, she can go back, but she's not leaving until she has what she's needed to get into the party. Sib asks, why is it so important that she gets in? It just is. More important than their herbology trip? Exasperated, Maddie tells her she doesn't even want to go. All that respect she had uh, lost again. Sib is stunned. Why? They've been planning this trip since their first year. She doesn't understand. It's lame, that's why. Can't you see that? Everyone else is deciding on which country to go to for schoolies based on how loose their laws are for magic in front of muggles. <laughs> oh, the wizarding version of schoolies would be fucking... That's, that's all you would do. You would go and just be like, hey, watch this, that might watch this. And just like make cups float and muggles yeah. would just like lose their minds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's what all the other people are doing. Meanwhile, they're going to study Snargloff pods. <laughs> Sibs asks um, if that's what she, like, is that what you want to do instead, Maddie? And Maddie says she might. She might go to a Quidditch camp first. Sibs confused. Maddie can barely ride a broom, let alone play Quidditch. She hates heights. Maddie shrugs. There are other reasons to go. Sib bets it's because half the Gr- Gryffindor Quidditch team are going. Victoria, obviously. Maddie doesn't answer. She's going to go find the flowers. Sib uh, shouts after her. You're obsessed. Gryffindor this, Victoria that. Why is it so important that she goes to this party? Um, Guys, this is from Ollie. They're not listening to him. And then Maddie makes her big confession. <laughs> because Maddie's sick of being a loser. A Hufflepuff. Their mascot is a fucking badger, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, guys... She may have been a loser her whole time at school, but she's determined not to be one when she leaves. This party is a chance to change all that. If she can get in good with Victoria now, then it will all have been worth it. Um, guys, I'm serious. Well, <laughs> so that's how Maddie sees it. This whole time, Sib has been worried of losing Maddie, so much so that she agreed to help her try and go on the, to this stupid party because she wanted to be a good friend, but she realises now that was all pointless. She understands why she wants to be in Gryffindor. Hufflepuff is all about loyalty, and Maddie has none. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They stare daggers at each other. <laughs> you just applauded that. Yeah. Oh. I thought we established this wasn't a dick news contest. <laughs> no, I respect friendship and loyalty. Yeah. Continue. Let the puff have his pride. Yeah. And then it's puff pride. Guys, what? They look over at Ollie and say a quiet, oh shit. Surrounding them and blocking their only exit is a herd of very powerful and very angry centaurs. Hmm. Very stoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a munchy quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even yeah. see them. It's like, oh. So if they're all, if the centaurs are stoners, is one of them like Paul Rudd or Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> 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 yeah, they shouldn't be in the woods, guys. 
shouldn't be out here, guys. <laughs> hey, man, you got any chips? No, man. So, Maddie, Ollie, and Sib kind of all regroup together, um, trying to put as much different distance between them and their hoofs of the centaurs, <laughs> which unfortunately means they're moving closer to the cliff edge. <laughs> the leader comes forward. Uh, they do not take kindly to strangers walking in their woods. Ollie helpfully mentions that they were actually about to leave. He moves forward, but they remain stationary. He rejoins the group. They overheard that they were planning on stealing some of some stuff from their garden. And Maddie asks, can you really steal from nature? <laughs> <laughs> the stamping of hooves shuts her up quick. The three move further back until there's nowhere else to go. The centers don't care if the students are from Hogwarts. There's only one punishment for stealing in their world. He rears up his hind legs, angry. Frightened, Ollie tries to step back, but there's no more space to go. Only down. And they do. Maddie shrieks and out of instinct grabs Sib's cloak, who in turn grabs Ollie's, who can only flail at the air as they topple over. They scream as they fall down, down, down. The fall is broken by a garden bed, nearly as soft as the real thing. <laughs> they release loud oofs, but for the most part they're unscathed. They try to look back up where they came from, but it's almost impossible to see the sky. A large, dim haze hovers over them. The flowers under their feet seem to cover the entire forest. They are large and almost surreal purple with a heavenly scent. Oh, no. Maddie looks at her hands. Wow, she's never truly noticed them before. <laughs> <laughs> they could do so much. Hold a wand, pluck a flower. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> she calls to Ollie and Sip to tell them her new knowledge, but they are otherwise preoccupied. Preoccupied with sucking each other's faces. Hey. <laughs> Knocking Maddie out of her fugue, she stands up and after collapsing a few times on her way to them, she groggily pulls them apart. They need to get out while they still can. Maddie points to the skeleton of a deer who enjoyed the high a little too long. Together they crawl their way to the forest edge. And there's a fork in the road. Maddie begins to lead them down the left when she stops and looks back. They're not following her. Sid thinks it's to the right. Ollie agrees as if Maddie is going to trust Ollie. He's the reason they fell down here in the first place. Sib snaps back. Don't blame Ollie. They never would have been out here if Maddie didn't hate Hufflepuff. Sib's adamant they're on the right path. Maddie tells her, fine, they don't need to go together anyway. She'll go her way and Ollie and Sib can go the other. Fine, fine. They lock eyes before Sib turns and holding Ollie's hand, walks off. Maddie watches them for a beat longer before walking down the path she set for herself. So... Out front the room of requirement. County's just heartbroken. It's just deep. Out front the room of requirement, Maddie clutches three crumpled flowers, salvaged from her walk through the forest. She waits, anxious, aware that at any moment Professor Joy could catch her. The door finally opens, revealing Victoria. She studies Maddie before noting that she seems to have lost her friends. Maddie shrugs. She didn't want them anyway. She proffers the bright purple flowers. Victoria takes them, impressed. These aren't easy to get. Maddie agrees. Can she come in? All right, little puff. Victoria smiles, moving aside. Little puff. You've, little you've proven puff. yourself. Yeah. See, that's uh, that's Gryffindor wit right there. <laughs> Gryffindors don't have wit. That's Ravenclaw. Ooh. Such a Ravenclaw thing to say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just on that. There definitely needs to be a TV show about a Ravenclaw who can see the future called That's So Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> But no one listens to them because they're just an obnoxious twit. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, f- 
flinging an arm over her shoulder, Victoria takes Maddie through a party, grabbing her a drink, introducing her proudly to everyone, all while slipping the pedals to certain people. Maddie smiles along, trying to talk, but it's hard to find common ground and the music is loud. She drinks more, dances a bit, but she doesn't really know anyone. Her face hurts from faking a grin. Victoria checks in on her, handing her another drink. Maddie's great. She feels great, really. She feels like she's finally where she's meant to be. Sib was holding her back. She never took risks. Well, tonight was an exception. But Maddie wants to live a little, you know? Like the Gryffindors. Hufflepuffs are too, con- are too content. Victoria laughs. So Maddie wants to be a Gryffindor. Maddie laughs along, trying to downplay her eagerness. How about a game of dare or dare? There's nothing more Gryffindor. Because obviously Gryffindors would not use truth. <laughs> she starts pulling people in. <laughs> so this... So each house would have a version of it. So it'd be dare or dare. Hufflepuffs would be just truth, truth. <laughs> Slytherins would just be called lies or dares. Uh, and Ravenclaw wouldn't play because they'd be studying. Ravenclaw would, <laughs> Ravenclaw would just have questions. Question. Yeah. Just, just question, question. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the rules are simple. A person is given a dare and they have to do it. Um, what happens if they don't? That's never happened. Victoria turns to one of the Gather Gryffindors, Derek. She dares him to drink that whole bottle of Dragonfire whiskey. He picks it up. Game. Maddie doesn't think that's such a good idea. You know, alcohol poisoning and everything. Her voice is drowned out, though, as the crowd gathers and begins chanting, Dazza! 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 <laughs> as he starts to skull. Miraculously, he somehow does it. The crowd cheers, but he starts to sway, going a shade paler. Everyone takes a step back. He holds his stomach and gives a small burp. He's all right. <laughs> A sigh of relief. And then he spews forward a torrent of liquid fire. (laughs) The heat leaves a black scorch mark on the floor and he no longer has his eyebrows. (laughs) A stunned silence which is swiftly broken by cheers. What a bloody legend. (laughs) (laughs) The dares continue on in a similar vein. Maddie tries to cheer on. So this is what it's like to be a Gryffindor? It's Victoria's turn. She thinks before turning to Maddie. What does she say? Is Maddie ready for the Gryffindor test? Maddie nods. This is what she's been waiting for. With an exaggerated air, Victoria ponders before turning and pointing at the window. Jump out of that. Oh, fucking hell. No, no, we all have to do it. (laughs) What? Jump out the window. But we're on the seventh floor. She knows. Victoria finally breaks the tension. She's kidding. She wouldn't make Maddie jump out the window. Not without anything to break her fall. She pulls out a regular-looking robe. It's been enchanted with a very strong levitating spell. I don't like it. She I'm hands so it to Maddie. for Maddie right now. Who looks down at it dry-mouthed. What's the matter? She's not going to chicken out. Typical Hufflepuff. <laughs> Victoria's smile has an edge to it. There's no way Maddie can back out of this now. She takes it and slips it over her shoulders. By this point, nearly the whole party is watching Maddie. She lines herself up so that she has a clear path to the window. They start to chant her name. Maddie, Maddie, (laughs) Maddie. She breathes deeply, reaches over and takes a shot, sets her eyes on the window and runs. And then she catches herself on the frame. She couldn't do it. Maddie looks down at the drop as the crowd laughs and boos, completely humiliated. Victoria leans over the windowsill next to her and looks at her condescendingly. Victoria thinks it's funny how determined she was to be a part of Gryffindor, when in reality it just proves how much she belongs in Hufflepuff. 
No matter how hard Maddie may try, she will always be a fucking Hufflepuff. Maddie looks away from Victoria and back down at the drop. The stomach heaves. She pukes over the edge. Maddie groans. Victoria was right. She is nothing but a loser. In the bathroom, Maddie collects herself, wiping away the puke and tears. She looks at herself in the mirror. What's wrong with her? She opens the door to leave when a student rushes past, pushing her backwards in haste. He runs into the centre of the party and shouts, They found us! The profs are coming! There's a stunned silence. <laughs> the profs are the coming. Profs. The profs. Yeah. Oh, fuck. People <laughs> scream and start running. Where's the exit? Boom! The room of requirement door blasts to pieces and in strides Professor Joy. Behind her follow her henchmen, the professor of muggle studies, study of ancient ruins, and music. You know, the classes no one gives a shit about. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Chaos erupts. The loser teachers. Yes, all the loser teachers. Because uh, why else would teachers really care about the students why having a party? Why is there then? Because he's a cool teacher. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> have you not read the whole thing where it's like he gets it's like Dumbledore's army thing? He's yeah. like, that was fucking sick. They're like, you are a bit of a ledge, Nev. Fair enough. Proceed. Plus, so they should have some shitty prefects with them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, some prefects probably, yeah. From, from Ravenclaw. Raven, from Ravenclaw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say also Slytherin just because, like, no, nah, fuck you. You're not having fun. Yeah, true. That's probably <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> Chaos erupts. The profs start hurling stunning spells, shooting the students down like they were fish in a barrel. <laughs> it's balls to the wall insane. And illegal? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Hogwarts. Do you really yeah. think there's any, like, they're jurisdiction? They're stunning spells. No. They're not, you know, they're just, yeah. They're not killing them. Although these are, these, are teachers, <laughs> these are teachers who don't teach stunning spells on yeah, a regular true. basis. <laughs> they just really shit at it. Plus, if too many... Dennis, what are you doing? Oh, I can't stop now! <laughs> Plus, that could have a really adverse effect on you if you were, like, intoxicated and then you it get hit with a stunning spell, you get, like, double knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> it sobers you up. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, the buzz is gone. <laughs> so then, in the background, amid all this chaos... Victoria is helped into a robe, and she just has enough time to slip over the windowsill, and without a backwards glance, she drops out. Maddie watches all of us through the keyhole as bodies pile up, panicking. What is she going to do? Professor Joy waltzes through the carnage, prodding and turning over the stunned students. She's looking for someone. For Maddie. The music professor, who is so important that they don't get a name, approaches Joy. <laughs> the back entrance sensor has gone off the one near the Forbidden Forest. Some students are trying to sneak back in. Maddie presses her one eyeball eyeball into the keyhole harder. That has to be Ollie and Sib. Joy smiles. She's confident she's got Maddie now. She turns and switches her way out, heading for downstairs. Maddie paces. She can't let Ollie and Sib get caught. Not for her own stupid vanity adventure. That's when she catches herself in the mirror. The robe. Fuck. The door is flung open and a Viking-like yell erupts from Maddie's chest as she starts running for the window. The remaining professors, having recovered from the shock, start shooting spells after her. Stupefy! 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 But Maddie is unstoppable. She weaves and dodges, giving back as good as she gets. The professor of ancient ruins slams into the wall. She's ancient history. <laughs> Maddie doesn't even pause when she reaches the window, but grabs the sides of her robe and full-on base jumps out of the Hogwarts castle. It's fucking hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's just this visual medium from (laughs) (laughs) the scene from Point Break when they jump out of the uh, plane parachuteless. Correct. And and that's a good Point Break. Yeah, not the remake. Don't even attempt to defend the remake. (laughs) Oh, no, I wasn't. I was just, that was, my little head shake there was reminiscing of 
How great is Point Break? Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. That's, that's good, Goose. Oh, yeah. I'll let that one. Uh, she hits the ground hard, rolling a couple of metres before coming to a stop. She jumps and pats herself over. All body parts accounted for. She's alive. She turns to see the entangled but very sun faces of Sib, Ollie and Victoria. All three of them are caught and entwined by roots around huge tree stumps. They struggle and try to call out to Maddie, but the pleas are muffled by leaves and the roots tighten. Maddie rushes to Sib, but quickly jumps back as a giant vine lashes out at her. She's dealing with a Stargoloff, hmm. which we might remember from Herbology class. Mm-hmm. Snuggleoff pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a gag before. Yeah, this is some advanced level Herbology shit. Maddie calls out to Sib. She's sorry for what she said. She was an idiot. All Sib did was support her and be a good friend, and Maddie threw it back in her face. She promises to make it up to her, starting with her getting her out of there. She points her wand at the logs and blasts a reducto spell at them. Big mistake. The logs squirm in pain, pulling Sib, Ollie and Victoria tighter in the clutches. There's an audible crack and Ollie moans in pain. Shit, shit, shit. This is not something Maddie can magic her way out of. This requires plant-based knowledge. She looks to Sib for help. She would know what to do, but her hands are tied. Literally. It's up to Maddie to fix this. She thinks she should know this. Professor Longbottom was talking about them only the other week, but she was too distracted trying to eavesdrop on the Gryffindor's conversation. The giant doors to the castle just behind them rattle, and Maddie jumps. Someone is trying to open them. On the other side, Maddie can hear Professor Joy yelling to get Filch and unlock the doors. <laughs> Filch, Filch is still, still alive. Yeah. He's still alive. <laughs> still alive. Oh, I like to I think he's like 900 years old. Yes. Yeah. And that all he doesn't have any magic because all of it was channeled into his immortality. <laughs> <laughs> He's a squib, isn't he? Yeah. He's a squib. Yeah. yeah. That's where it, that's the only little bit of magic that he has yeah. is his life. <laughs> is, is, can you get a squib in the Pottermore test? Because that would explain why you got Hufflepuff because you can't get a squib. In the, yeah. oh. Proceed with your story. Oh, I thought I'd broken you for a second there. Well, you know, you're a piece of shit. Continue. <laughs> uh, Maddie looks back to the panicked faces. Unlock. That's it. Maddie needs to get to the stump to unlock them. Sib manages to chew through the leaves covering her mouth and shouts to Maddie. Go! She should leave them. It's not worth her being caught, too. Victoria's muffled response and vigorous head shaking conveys she's not a fan of this plan. Maddie rolls her eyes. Can Sib stop being such a good friend for once and let Maddie have a go for a change? <laughs> she positions herself in front of Sib's stump and then launches herself over the stretching vines. Before it can react, she shoves her hand deep inside the opening on top of the stump and pulls out a slimy pod. This is just a reference from uh, Stranger Things when yeah. her hands just come through the weird trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah upside-down trees. The upside-down trees, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the stump immediately reverts to an innocent-looking log, letting go of Sib, who rolls free. Maddie discards the pod and immediately pounces on Sib, pulling her in for a bear-like hug. The moment is cut short when the doors groan and bulge. Professor Joy has given up waiting for Filch and is blasting it with magic, trying to open them herself. Sib and Maddie quickly rush to Ollie, and together they pull open the stump and make it immobile with little trouble. Nearly unconscious from the pain of the broken rib, they lift him up and drape his shoulders around the shoulders. The doors shudder, and then bits of wood start exploding off it. Joy is coming out any moment. Come on, Maddie and Sib start dragging Ollie away from the entrance and around the corner of the castle. But then Maddie looks back. Victoria is still there. Like any brave Gryffindor, her chin is set high and her face is resolute as she waits for a final moment. <sighs> Whore of a Horcrux, Muddy swears. <laughs> <laughs> she sprints and then dives. The razor-sharp vines dig into her clothes and skins, but she sets her teeth and rips out the pot, blood trickling down her arm. A hand is proffered. 
Maddie stands over Victoria, who looks up at her in amazement. She grasps it. The bottom of the door is now completely blasted away, and they can make out the robes of Professor Joy. She blasts herself a bigger opening. The two catch up to Sib, who is struggling with Ollie, and Victoria pulls them into a hidden alcove just in time. There's a wrenching noise of metal and wood as the doors are blasted off their hinges. Professor Joy runs out into the night, triumphant. Eagerly, she looks for a prey, but her gloating face quickly falters. The grounds are empty. They've eluded her once again. What subject does Joy teach? I'm actually not sure what what it should be. Could she like, be, should so- she be potions to continue it? Well, if she has or- the eyebrow thing, then maybe. Yeah. Because of the cauldron? Yeah. Actually, yeah, that would make sense. Potions. Either that potions or, like astronomy or-, or- one of the astronomy teachers would be the one to come in and like. Or as if a astronomy teacher would be like serious about discipline. She could be yeah. the replacement <laughs> for uh, Madame Hooch. She can be like the coach. Oh, I like that yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah, because that's kind of a lesser position. Basically, like Hogwarts. the PE teacher. Yeah, and yeah. she yeah. supervised like detention. So maybe Maddie's already in detention, yeah. Good. cleaning a cauldron and yeah. blows it up. And that's right. why she cares so much about students' care for. Where Just, other yeah. teachers like, um, we've got more important things to yeah. worry about. No, nah, she's all that discipline. She's a Quidditch coach, yeah. and that's why yeah. she wouldn't. And she'd be the. She wouldn't like Maddie because Maddie is shit at Quidditch. Shit at Quidditch. Yeah. A good point. Okay, so inside the secret passageway. Uh, Victoria explains that they use it mainly to go out and skinny dip in the Great Lake. Hmm. They trudge back through the castle. Sib and Ollie follow slowly behind while Victoria and Maddie lead the way. They pause outside the Gryffindor entrance, waiting for the others to catch up. Victoria has to admit, jumping out of that window and coming back to save her, that took guts. Who knows, maybe she is a Gryffindor after all. Maddie just shakes her head, though. What she did, that wasn't bravery. That was loyalty. She would do anything for her friends. Maddie is a Hufflepuff and proud of it. Right on. Yeah. 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 Felt yeah. it coming, but it still was good. I'll tell you what I love. Man. I'll tell you what I love about this film. You just get Hufflepuffs. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is good. It, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. hopefully at the end you're like, maybe Hufflepuff isn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, I thought that already, already. but now I just think it even more. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so Ollie and Sib draw even. Victoria offers to take Ollie. Gryffindors have experience fixing the odd broken bone. Hmm. Ollie and Sib look to each other, not knowing how to say goodbye. Guys, kiss already. Maddie practically pushes Sib into Ollie's arm, who winces slightly. Uh, Maddie apologises to Ollie for her past behaviour. His number one priority is looking out for Sib, so he must be alright. They depart, and then it's just Maddie and Sib. They make it back to their dormitory without issues. From the bedroom window, they watch the sun rise. It's been a crazy night. Sib tells Maddie that it's fine if she doesn't want to go on the herbology trip. Maddie should do what makes her happy. Maddie asks if she's crazy. She never wants her two feet to lift off the ground again. And besides, if they get into any more snuggle-off situations, a thorough knowledge of dangerous plants is sure to help them. <laughs> Sib nods happy. Speaking of, from within her pocket, she pulls out a very squished purple flower. She offers a petal to Maddie. To end the night right, just the two of them? Maddie slips on a black and yellow Hufflepuff jumper before taking it. She raises it in a toast to the two of them. Oh, that's the end. Nice. Nice. Is the credits like a really weird trip? <laughs> yeah, it should just be like, like that yeah, guy with a sentinel. White rabbit starts playing. Like an extended scene. <laughs> now, nah, good. Heart in spades. Gosh. And you're right. It, yeah. Hufflepuff, literally the only Hufflepuff you ever hear about is Oh Mate City. City D. It's uh, like a movie maintenance on Hufflepuff as a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, it's, no, but it's good because it's. Mm. We've been dicks before. Like, every oh, house has a good... Why don't we just find the whole Slytherin thing? Yeah. 
Hufflepuff, their thing is loyalty, which means that, okay, they're easier to take advantage of Mm -hmm. because they're just genuinely good people. We are, yeah. This, and, and this is why I think you probably get that house stall. Yeah. <laughs> Between yeah. Hufflepuff and Slytherin. You've got the ego of a Gryffindor, mate, coming over here. <laughs> He's got the ego of a Slytherin. You yeah. don't have the ambition of a Slytherin. But you've got, got the got ego. That, I feel like I've got the cunning, got of, the cunning of a Slytherin. But I guess my loyalty and all my amazing qualities just outweigh yeah. that and I'm yeah, a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Plus you're a you know, bit of a spud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I would change. Um, <laughs> that's really good. This is the Slytherin part coming in. Uh, this is how you'd make it better. No, this is no, it's only more. Yeah. How I personally, I wouldn't have her apologise now when she jumps down to save yeah. them when they're caught. It's I wouldn't have that moment. I would save that until Before after. The end. I still want to have that bit where she saves all of them, and then you have that bit sort of at the end where Victoria's kind of like, oh, you'd be, you know, maybe you should be part of the gang, come to the Quidditch mm. camp with us, blah blah blah. Then you have that moment where it's like, mm, no. Yeah, she's my friend. And yeah. then they have their nice sort of moment. Yeah, where so Sib doesn't know for everything. And yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think also. Yeah, really, no, that's, that's yeah. nice. That's nice actually. So Sib doesn't good. know whether or not she's gonna take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's still thankful being rescued. But it's like, oh, you know, you can go off with Victoria. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, because yeah. that was that was a nice moment. No, that wasn't Gryffindor. I'm a, I'm a half and puff. Like that was. That's I also, that was good. also add in this when they're scurrying back to the Hufflepuff common room after it's all going down. On the way, what should happen? <laughs> They should sneak past um, Joy getting chewed out by like headmaster. Oh yeah! Like, you blew up the goddamn school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did you yeah. blow up the goddamn doors? Just under our breath, but no, no child left behind. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just asked for a fucking key. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we have Filch. <laughs> the Filch is in the back. Mrs. Norris is like six hundred. Yeah. Mrs. Norris is a ghost. No, that'd be great if it ended with Joy getting called out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Just a little comeuppance for her. I liked how both, not including Joy, the Gryffindors were sort of the villains. Like, yeah, yeah, most. Yeah. I mean, well, the real, the real the villain was would be absolute dicks. That's what I yeah. figured. Like, in a real high school. Yeah, let's, let's establish. Well, it's like when they had those flashbacks to you know the Marauders and stuff. Yeah, James is such an asshole. Oh, he's yep. a scumbag. I don't understand how Lily got I into it. Him. And Wormtail was a Gryffindor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in bad company. Can boss. I just say, the only, the only Gryffindor, the only two was Gryffindors, well, besides Neville Longbottom being the greatest Gryffindor of all time. He's all right. The only two that are of note because they're like not complete fuckbags. <laughs> Hermione isn't a fuckbag. Yeah. Hellmate Sirius is all right. And yeah. Lupin. The Weasley. And the Weasley. Yeah, Weasley. Percy's a cunt. Percy's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no Percy, but uh, now Seamus was all right. No, oh, shit, Seamus mate. Was a bitch. <laughs> Seamus was an ass. This is the first one I could remember. Dean was cool too. No. Damn nah. it. Nah, they were awful. Nah, he's a sheep. <laughs> he's real. Yeah, he's a real naff of a man. He, he, just, followed, he just followed O'Finnegan. <laughs> is it O'Finnegan or just yeah. Finnegan? Nah. Flanagan, isn't it? That's no, Finnegan. Finnegan. I think it's Seamus fin- O'Finnegan. Like yeah. to make it super, super, super obvious. Irish. Yeah. That my dad's a muggle and my master, which. But if an aftershock. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting, right? So he tells that story that my, my, my dad's mum and my mum's a witch and yeah. a bit of a shock when they found out. Yeah. Does that mean that like his mum's left his dad and his dad's just like sitting continues and watching the soccer <laughs> and then his, dad, his son like levitates into the room? He's like, oh, he got his mother's genes then, eh? <laughs> like, I guess so, if, yeah. Because if he marries this witch, does she, or does she, she pretend to be Maybe she just never tells him, yeah. That's your next project, Elise. I want to know about Seamus and his family. <laughs> you, you've uncovered the secrets of Hufflepuff. I want you to uncover the secrets of this. <laughs> no, I like it. I want uh, 
The centaurs need to be mean, but they need to be stoned as fuck. Yeah. I wanted to, yeah, I need to have, I think they should be around longer. Originally, they're a bit rushed through, but I think it'd be good to see them, yeah, just. Maybe one of them's in the flowers with him and he's just like, suffer. Yeah. (laughs) Should the the dare that she has, should it be something that she fails at or should it be something that's kind of like a little bit nasty and against her morals and she kind of gets interrupted before she has to choose to do it? You know, like the teeth, the 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 profs show up or whatever. And... <laughs> the profs. Nah, but yeah. you don't get the nice payoff of her failing to jump out the window. Yeah, and doing it. it. I actually, what I thought you were doing, I I thought the thing didn't have a charm on it, and I was like, she's gonna make it like jump out the <laughs> fucking window. <laughs> what? We wouldn't do that, mate. <laughs> well, not Slytherins. Right? <laughs> yeah, Slytherins would tell you there was. A when you said there's a charm on this, it's a plastic yeah. bag. <laughs> <laughs> mate, trust me, I'm a Slytherin. Trust me, mate. We're, we're friends. Oh, yeah. you're right. We Slytherins are friends. Would, <laughs> Slytherins would work in the Wall Street of, Hog- of the Wizarding World. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's well, oh. just when you said so? The- would, so would Hufflepuffs though? They'd be shit at it though, wouldn't they? No, they'd be they'd be good bankers because they wouldn't steal your money. <laughs> yeah. Slytherins would be like, well, would be the Wolf of Wall Street, whereas the actual good bankers would be Hufflepuff. Yeah. I imagine the Hufflepuffs go into, like, trades a lot. Nah, Gryffindors go into trades because they don't know how to do stuff with their brains. <laughs> <laughs> no, we get, like, we go into, like, Quidditch and auras and security jobs and... The brave stuff. Heroics. Yeah. Professional heroics. Adventuring, swashbuckling. Brave, brainless <laughs> activities, basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No. Speaking of brainless, when you said the profs, the first thing in my mind was, it was like, she should call them the pro-pro. Like, <laughs> the pro-pro is here. <laughs> what? Professors. So say professors, Hank, you douchebag. There's been one that guy at the party that's like the, the math rapper from Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what's his name? Kevin? Kenny G. Kenny, Kenny G. G, yeah. Oh, Kenny G. Yeah. You also need like a student who's like magnitude from um, community. <laughs> like in that's the, Dazza. That's Dazza, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely, Dazza's a legend. Uh, he's played by Donald Glover. <laughs> Room of Requirement is like the perfect party location. Was well, that what the movie's called rather than Wannabe's Room of Requirement? No, too long. No, no, Wannabe's is good, I think. Wannabe's is yeah. better. Yeah. Shut up, Tom. Did you think of anywhere else before Room of Requirement? Yeah, I was talking about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, what you got? Like I originally was maybe going to be Chamber of Secrets mm. because yeah, that would be like how'd you get in? That would, that yeah, would that be, was a bit like uh, someone say A no parcel tongue and B that would have been fucking sealed. But Ron Ron was able to fake it. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why so I was like, like, well, maybe you can. can that would have been it. passed down a bit. Some yeah, students would have oh, nice, that's right. Like, he's he's raising his skills. Harry talks in his sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's not the best justification. <laughs> Yeah, it's like she. It's almost like she got up to that point and went. She's like, oh, oh shit. fuck, how's he going to get in? <laughs> um, where else could you have a party? Like um, uh, shrieking shack. Shrieking oh, shack yeah. is where I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, uh, and and even hard to get to because you got to get under the walking mm. willow. So be, got to be a brave lake. Gryffindor to run under there. Yep. Can yep. I? And can I just? Uh, yeah, there you go. That's there's another one you could do. Mm. But I do like the room requirement. Yeah, it, it looks nicely. It's easier too than be able to yeah, get in. That's yeah, that's the only Also, like, room requirements great for those, like, party Gryffindors. Mm. For, like, the more chill Gryffindors like me, what we do is we all go down to Hagrid's hut and we just have a couple of chill beers with Hagrid. And some rock cakes. Some yeah. rock cakes. Because yeah. his other option would be, what's... As if the Weasleys in their joke shop wouldn't host Gryffindor parties. And by Weasleys, I mean joke one, shop. because one of them's dead. Don't they have oh, a joke shop, didn't they? Or yeah, that's yeah. in Diagon Alley. It's like, yeah. Surely they have one at Hogsmeade. 
Surely they'd buy out the other joke, Zonko. They'd buy him out and move in there. By now, yeah, yeah they probably, probably would. Yeah. And as if but they wouldn't hope. I don't think they'd ever buy out Zonkos. They like Zonkos too much. It'd mean too much to them. Zonkos sells his business to them. Okay. Right? Well, to to one, because... George. George. Because... But, no, we're not talking about it. We don't have to say which one. It doesn't matter. No, because we're not... Curse Childs are not canon, Sean. All right. It's fan fiction, and we do not abide fan fiction here on this show. don't be having none of that. Our anthologies are better rooted in the universe than Ghost <laughs> <That's> Child. <true. laughs> uh, they completely cleaned up the centaurs. Why they're such assholes? Could you imagine how? Like it's now makes it much more interesting that when they kidnapped Dolores Umbridge, it's like people are like, oh, she got raped. I'm like, nah, she just got stoned. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like we're gonna kill you when yeah, in a little bit. <laughs> she didn't get stoned. It's an awkward thing where you just hang around with stoned people yeah. <laughs> for like four years. <laughs> yeah, good, good. And on that note. I've been Tom. I've also been Tom. I've been Elise. I've been Sean. Uh, well, if you have any more suggestions for Harry Potter curse words, you could, uh, <laughs> or any other suggestions, you can send them to us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com or get us on Twitter at sanspantsradio. Um, if you have any other suggestions for me or maybe tell me what uh, house you would like to be in, you can tweet me at AT Elise. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I am at Tom Edgoose. I'm at Awkward Treat. You should change your handle to at um, Holly Hippogriffs or something like that. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look into it. Horcrux. Horcrux. <laughs> Horcrux is an amazing What's Twitter the first handle? one that you had? Uh, Merlin's oh, fuck, uh, baggy fucking pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.